Hello, I'm Will Yeoman, and welcome to another episode of the Pod Well Travelled. Uh, joined today, we've got a special guest today, occasional guest. It's uh, motoring writer Olga Demela. Um, Olga, welcome to the show. Thank you, Will. Um, lots to talk about today, um, particularly uh, tow trucks. This was um, inspired by a recent by a recent experience of Olga's, um, and what to do, what happens when you have an accident, and what to do when confronted by, you know, a reasonably large number of trucks all vying for your um, your attention. We're also going to talk about spares, spare tyres, which are, are almost extinct as far as um, I can gather. And that's a bit of a worry uh, in the case of long distance driving. So, Olga, tell us about your recent, um, not exactly pleasant experience. No, it was not, uh, not a pleasant experience. In fact, the experience with the well, they were actually tilt tray um, trucks, not right. tow trucks, yes. uh, was more unpleasant than the collision itself. It was a multi-car collision. I was stuck in the middle. And suddenly, out of nowhere, as though by some sixth sense, uh, six um, trucks arrived, seemingly out of nowhere. Um, and while... You're sort of relieved when you see them because they are masters in a crisis. They know exactly mm. what to do. They mm. take charge, mm. which is great. But uh, in this instance, I was not in my own car and I needed to contact um, the people who knew what to do with this car so that it didn't end up in a yard somewhere and then cause more problems mm. Uh, mm. down the line. Mm. The problem is that these tow truck drivers, and I won't be mentioning any names, is they present you with tow authorization forms. Right. Um, they they get all your details. They I felt slightly pressured to sign um, this form, and um, on this form the fee was three thousand dollars for a tow, a maximum fee in the Perth metro area, and it had an eighty-eight. Uh, dollar daily storage fee now tow truck authorization forms now do need to have a maximum fee on them that was not the case before there's some reforms going through Mm. or some reforms have gone through and more are going through so there does need to be a fee on there okay Um, however this fee was a lot more than uh for example, my insurer would charge, mm. and I know my insurer would charge $300, including GST, mm, yeah. uh, for a tow. So the, the the point of all this is that you need to know your tow rights. So you need to know that the first tilt, tilt tray truck or tow truck, usually it's a tilt tray truck on the scene, does not have the right to take your car. You decide who loads your vehicle onto a truck and where it is taken. Mm -hmm. And it can go to a repairer, your home, a storage yard, or wherever your insurer instructs. So Mm. ideally, you call your insurer if you have a phone with you in the car Mm -hmm. and ask them who you should call. Right. Uh, And certainly you do this before you sign anything. Um, otherwise, contact someone you trust and um, get them to give you some some instructions. Um, if you don't know where to take your car or have your car towed, you can have it taken to your home as an option while you weigh up your options or what you want to do. Um, so always make sure you familiarise yourself 
with your insurance policy. Also be aware that um, many insurers will only pay the reasonable cost of towing the vehicle from the scene of an incident to the nearest approved Mm. repairer. So in the instance where a tow authorization form has $3,000 on it, as a maximum worst-case scenario fee, I really don't know what they would have charged. Your insurer is unlikely to pay this, especially Mm. if their going rate is, say, $300, including GST Mm. for a tow. Mm. Now, there's more reforms going through now. um, And... um, The other thing to bear in mind is that under the road traffic regulations, uh, which do cover tow trucks, tow truck drivers must not pressure, force, persistently solicit or use any unfair means to get you, if you've been involved in an accident, to sign a form. Mm. Uh, that is a definite no-no. Mm. Um, so there are rules in place, probably not enough um, at this stage. Also remember that Main Roads does have a, um, a number you can call. If you, say, have a crash or breakdown on the freeway, they may be able to move your car to a safer location. Mm. They have incident response vehicles, mm. and that number is 138138. Uh, so that's always good to just memorise or have in your phone. Um, and the other tip from Main Roads is that, you know, if you have been involved in an accident, Ideally, you should just stay in the car, put on your hazard lights, leave Mm. your seatbelt on rather than wander around outside it, especially in heavy traffic because that's just dangerous. Um, And, of course, you do need to supply your name and uh, various details to the other party. Mm. Um, Often uh, insurers will want uh, the the other party's um, licence details, home address, telephone number, So the more details you can get, the better, especially if you need to fill out an accident report form and you do if the damage, combined damage, is Mm. more than $3,000 to Mm. all parties. Mm. Uh, So it's just worth having a little think about all of of this so that um, you're prepared in the event of, of, um, you know, an accident happening. And, I mean, we're never prepared, but at least have in the back of your mind what you need to do. No, no, no. Of course, um, as this is a travel podcast, we're thinking about a lot of people who are also touring. And I, I'm guessing the situation would be quite different if you broke down between here and Kalgoorlie, for example. Yes. Mm. Yes, absolutely. Yes. For, um, for so starters, you're not probably not going to have a, a, a swarm or a flock of You <laughs> probably you know, won't. No, you won't. Um, so you may be relieved to, to get whoever turns up, but mm. just read the fine print on the tow form. There yes. should be, they have to have a fee on there. And um, query, if, if it's a maximum fee, uh, query what, what they will charge you because you, your situation may not be the worst case scenario. Indeed. But, but you would um, we'd be presumably talking about much longer distances. You um, will, yes. Look, so, sometime- for example, the nearest whatever you know, yes. service station. So tow truck drivers otherwise or, or tilt tray uh, drivers do otherwise have a um, – a call-out fee, mm. off the top of my head, it's possibly something like ooh, $150 and then uh, a kilometre rate. 
and um, I can't quite remember what the rate is per kilometre, but that is always an option Mm. as well. Mm. And obviously uh, paying uh, for a a tow if you've broken down, uh, it's not a a crisis situation, so the fee will most likely be less than if you've been involved in a crash Mm. uh, Mm. because there's other things that come into it, um, like safety considerations, etc., um, so, yes, there's always an option to call a, um, a tow truck company and um, get their quote for their call-out fee and their rate per kilometre mm. to get your car to mm. a destination mm. where it can be fixed. Okay, so l- l- let's move to talking about spares, spare tyres, spare wheels. And, again, that has, I would imagine, quite serious repercussions for long-distance driving. Because um, you, 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 you talk about first the, the normal situation and how that would be fine for, for, say, the metro area. Yes. Well, the reality today is that most, well, I don't know about most cars, but right. many cars do not come with a full-size spare tyre, mm. which is what you used to get, say, I don't know, 30 years ago. Indeed. Uh, that was fairly stock standard. These days, uh, you're more likely to get a space saver tyre. Mm-hmm which is a skinny tyre um, that you can use. It'll get you out of a bind, but... Um, it's certainly not designed for any sort of long-distance driving, is it? It's not designed... Mm. Um, look, you can only drive it at 80 kilometres um, per hour maximum speed. I've yes. got one in my car. Indeed. It looks very unsightly. It's conspicuously skinny. Mm. Mm. And I do believe they have a limited life, so it's about... 300, 350 kilometres. After that, they need to be replaced. Mm. Otherwise, uh, cars like BMWs tend to have, and some Mercedes tend to have run flat Mm tyres. So they're designed to, again, uh, be driven for a limited distance at reduced speed. Again, that's up to 80 kilometres at 80 kilometres an hour. And that's intended to be just enough to get you either home or to a repair shop. Um, And pretty much what's happening when you're driving on a run flat is they have reinforced sidewalls. There's various Mm. techniques used. Mm. Uh, So you're driving on the sidewall, but in this instance, um, in every instance of a spare tyre, you do need to take it to a repair shop, have it um, taken off the wheel and inspected from the inside uh, for any damage. You can also now get self-sealing tyres, which apparently um, when there's a a small puncture, um, there's some sealant encased in nylon Mm. under the tread and casing, and that just self-seals. But again, uh, you can't rely on that. The the tyre needs to be taken off the wheel uh, and inspected. Uh, You can also get um, puncture repair kits. Um, and that's that's intended for you to actually repair the tyre on the go by yourself. Mm. It comes with some sealant and a little compressor and you repair it. But again, it needs to go to a repair shop to mm. be checked. Um, interestingly, the, um, the Tesla Model 3 does not come with a spare tyre. It does not come with a puncture repair kit. It does not come with anything. You can buy a... Um, a, a puncture repair kit for $125 online, but otherwise it comes with absolutely nothing, which I think is very, very risky if you're going out yonder somewhere, mm. even down to Margaret River or mm. Bunbury, mm. because um, 
well, unexpected things happen. So do, do you feel that this is a lot to do with, with, with markets and geographic location and they're not really catering for countries like Australia where there actually are quite vast distances between major centres? I don't think they are catering for countries like mm. um, for Western Australia in particular mm. where there are vast distances because if you're stuck um, even in... Um, in Margaret River, if you're in Geraldton, if you're in Carnarvon, mm. um, you 80 kilometres may not get you anywhere. Mm. Um, so, possibly a servo, but even if you get to a servo, they're going to have the right the right wheel, the right tyres. Well, I exactly. Mean, you know. Yes. Um, so it's very very risky. Um, I mean, some cars still do have um, a full-size spare. Some mm. variants of the Mitsubishi Outlander do, depending, okay. depending on the number of seats. Five-seater petrol models do have a full-size spare. The seven-seaters have a space saver. Um, Kia Sportage, apparently, from um, what I've um, Worked out looking at the specs, all variants of the Kia Sportage do have a full-size spare. Similarly, the Hyundai Tucson, but the um, the oh the Toyota Camry has a um, the four-cylinder petrol model has a full-size spare, but hybrids have a temporary spare. So it does vary very much. The very popular Toyota Rav Four, all models um, and trim levels have a space saver. Mm. Uh, spare wheel and you can only get a full-size spare with the hybrid GX uh, variants Mm. Uh, but I think it's very risky Um, it seems to be that the advice now is well you just call roadside assist Mm. Uh, but if you haven't got a, a a, a tire and your punk you've got a puncture what's roadside assist going to do if they don't have the right tire for Mm. your car Mm. so no I don't think this is catering for um open um big open states like western australia yeah, get interesting even some of those vehicles you mentioned which which you know would be popular touring vehicles yes. as well even they're moving away from they are having a spare which is look it's partly cost it's partly to reduce weight yeah, um, yeah, certainly in the in evs it's to reduce weight mm. uh so the advice is you know if you're taking your tesla model 3 down south up north uh, is to either well either buy um, a spare wheel or, or borrow one if you're a member of the um, a Tesla the the Tesla Club of Western Australia. Well, this is a look a totally random question. You may not know the answer to it, and it just occurred to me. But are there any moves um, from a technological perspective to look at tyres, wheels that just are puncture proof? Yeah, look, there's um, there's something called um, an airless um, tyre in the works. Mm. Bridgestone announced it in 2022, an airless non-pneumatic tyre for passenger vehicles. And uh, apparently it builds on Bridgestone's air-free concept uh, that was revealed in 2013, and it's sort of got a unique spoke design that's designed to support the weight of the vehicle um, so you don't need to refill tyres mm. with air. So currently there are airless tyres. I mean, you've seen them on your, your golf cart, various trailers, lawnmowers, okay. so they're made of solid rubber or plastic. Right. Um, this will this has to build on that because that's not suitable for, for a car, passenger no. vehicle, obviously, because mm. there's... 
you know, you have to consider suspension and, you know, bumps and things and rider comfort. But it looks as though these are about a decade um, away. Okay. Uh, But, yes, that is in the works. Um, But, look, the advice otherwise is whenever you have a puncture, whether you've got a run flat or a self-sealing tyre or you've used a puncture repair kit, you need to take it in to a repair shop to be inspected that is in the Australian standard. Mm-hmm. It needs to be inspected for internal damage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very clear. Well, Olga, thank you so much for joining us on the Podwell Travel. It's always good, good to get your take on things motoring, and we'll look forward to talking to you again. In thank the you, Will. Mm-hmm.